Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Hey gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey, gents. Welcome back to Apex Masculinity. You're in the right place. I'm your host, Nick Chantos. Guys, I don't want to waste any time. Let's get right to it. Today, I'd like to share a story with you. So a while back, I was watching some National Geographic stuff on TV. We've all been there, right? Get off early from work. Maybe the wife and kids aren't home. Flip the TV on, looking for something to veg out on for a few minutes. And for me personally, I've always kind of been into those nature shows, man. Shark Week and you know, seeing how, you know, life works in the jungle and in the savanna and all the exotic bugs and, you know, exotic bioluminescent creatures that live like miles and miles below like surface level for the ocean. Um, I find our world an interesting place and I can really get captivated by some of the stuff that's on those nature shows. But anyway, I'm sitting there watching it and it's about these ants and it shows these starts out showing these happy little ants that are like forging through the grass. And we know enough about ants to know that they're focused people, if you will. I mean, they get up every day at the same time. They go out, they forage, I mean, they're scavenging, they're, they're, they're looking for food, they're leaving the trail, they find something, they get word back. You know, the whole gang mobs out and, you know, they can take out large predators, you know, larger predators than themselves and drag them back beneath the ground. They're always storing, they're always building tunnels and, you know, new compartments on their farm. You know, they take care of their queen. Like every day, there is no slothfulness. There is no laziness. There is no lethargy or complacency. They are task-driven, task-minded, task-focused people. And usually the only things that will hold them up is really bad weather. Nonetheless, we're watching these ants as they're out. And then the screen quickly changes. And they show this snail, right? You got it. Slug, snail, slimy, nasty looking creatures. And it starts perusing itself through the grass away from, just away, just over and away from where the anthill is. Now the ants didn't catch the slug. He made his pass and went his way without being detected. But what they showed next was absolutely insane, scary, and I guess I could say informative if you compare it to how it relates to how we are as men and the dangers of being distracted. So apparently the slime of the snail is like a delicatessen to the ants. They absolutely love it. It's got like uh, lycopene in it and like all these proteins. And it's like this nutrient dense superfood that has, you know, all of this good stuff in it that these ants just, they'll drop everything and go straight to that snail. Or if the snail is gone, they'll go to the snail trail and they will eat that stuff up. All the work stops. I mean, they are... And enthralled, entranced, if you will, 
by the delicatessen of that snail slime. Funny thing is, there is a microscopic parasite that the snail picks up just crawling on its belly through the grass. And this parasite doesn't so much affect the snail, but it uses the snail and it embeds itself in the slime. When the ants come along and they begin to ingest the slime, now remember, these ants should be focused. They should be focused on the work that they're doing. They should be focused on the greater good of the community, of the, of the colony, of the family, so to speak. They should be focused on thing, things that move the needle, so to speak. But they've gotten sidetracked by something that greatly appealed in the moment to their flesh. And unbeknownst to them, hidden in this slime is a microscopic parasite that when the ants ingest this parasite, it moves itself from their abdomen up through the ant's body and into the brain. Now, you would think that in itself is creepy enough, but it gets even creepier. Because the microscopic parasite has an agenda. It embeds itself in the frontal corset uh, of the brain of the brain of the ant, and it it takes over the entire mental cognizant capacity of the ant, and it will make these ants climb up to the top of whatever the tallest brush or grass in the video that we were watching. It was alfalfa which farmers tend to grow in their fields to feed cows and feed horses. It's also a nutrient-dense uh, vegan superfood for animals. But it will make them climb to the top and latch on to those purple-budded flowers at the top of that alfalfa, and it will clench their jaws down and make them stay there against their own will, just hanging there from those flowers. And I thought, my goodness, what a perfect comparison to how toxic, negative, impulsive habits get the better of us, right? We're minding our own business, right? Just trying to get by in life. We're getting, you know how, you know how it is in American society, man. We got mortgages, we got rent, we got bills. We got, you know, we're trying to build our credit scores so we can be considered for better interest rates. We're trying to raise kids. A lot of us don't even know what we're doing, you know, as it relates to raising kids. And we're trying to play catch up real fast and figure out how to do this better than our parents did, which is commendable, by the way, because we want to set our children up further in life. But we're just busy in life. And it seems like we can go through these seasons where we're getting gut punched, right? Left and right by different things. And if we're not careful, we can get overwhelmed, get discouraged, get depressed, and go into a place of despair. One that maybe you don't even notice it's happening. It starts slowly. And pretty soon, there's this discouragement and this pain inside of us. And the first time something happens along the way that's tasty to the flesh, it can almost be a way of medicating ourselves 
out of the discouragement and the despair that we find ourselves in because we're just dealing with life, just dealing with the challenges and the obstacles of life. And here comes along something that if we engage in this activity or this habit, it's going to release a tremendous amount of dopamine in our brains and create this happy zone feeling for us that will, whether temporary or whether we're doing it every day, long term, it almost seems to alleviate the burden of the pain associated with the discouragement and the despair and the, and the stress of just trying to function in society today. And it's just like those ants, man, they're out working, minding their own business. They had a mission, they had a goal. Maybe you had a mission and you had a goal and life gets tough, man. And I think it's supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be easy. And unexpected tragedies and obstacles are set in our way, which again, if you have the right perspective and you begin to see those challenges and those obstacles, not as the universe or God or however you choose to see it, putting up a fence or a wall to keep you away from your goals and dreams, but rather as a launching pad for you to run up on and over to get what you want. Listen, man, we need to be stretched as men. We need to grow by being stretched. And sometimes that means going through difficult seasons. And if we're not careful, we can medicate or distract ourselves with things that are pleasurable in the moment that take our mind off of the distraction, off of the pain, off of the stress to create, as I said before, that dopamine release in the brain to create that tangible sense of feelable pleasure that takes it all away. The problem with this is many of those things that we engage in as men, whether it's drinking, whether it's drugs, whether it's pornography, whatever it may be, eating disorders, whatever it may be, it may alleviate the stress and the despair momentarily. The problem is your body begins to long for that dopamine release again and again and again. And life doesn't let up again and again and again. And you will find yourself developing a habit. And when I say that word, it's almost like, oh, it's just a habit. You know, this is something that if we just have the right mind frame, we can just walk away from this. Yes, that may be true in a sense, but don't you damn think it's going to be that easy, my friend, because there are some of you listening to this right now that are being strangled by your pornography addiction. You hate it. You hate the way you feel afterwards. You hate the stigma associated with it. You hate the fact that you're impulsive and a slave to it. You hate the fact that you can't conquer it. And that's awesome to me to know that there is a twinge of remorse that you feel when you engage in this behavior because that means your moral compass has not been seared. You know right from wrong. You know right from wrong. I know that you hate this pornography addiction and I wanna share something with you. It hates you just as much. That parasite in that slime hates that ant. It's just an ends to a means for him. Because the ultimate goal of that parasite 
is to cause that ant to latch on to the top of that alfalfa bud so that when the cows come by, the cows can ingest the ant that has the parasite within the ant. And the ultimate objective of the parasite is to lodge itself in the liver of the cows and decimate the cows. Your porn addiction is just using you as a means to an end because it wants to destroy your life and it wants to destroy your legacy. It wants to destroy more than you because if you don't lick this, if you don't defeat this monster, it will perpetuate itself through your lineage and don't think for a second that it won't because the apple truly never falls far from the tree. And I think you and I know that. I think you and I know that it's up to you now to get hungry for success, to win this, to win in this area. One of you will die here, my friend. I don't understand why just before this action takes place, we can't remind ourselves that we are supporting an industry that objectifies and demoralizes women. Women that quite honestly are just as broken and just as toxic as some of us are or were. These were women that were abused as children that have no sense of self-worth or self-dignity. These are women that have no, self of, no sense of self-identity, self-esteem, or self-image. And you know that. And they're part of this industry, probably not, probably for the money, but probably for just the toxic validation that they get from doing it. Quite honestly, many of them would probably like a way out, but they're stuck, just like you're stuck in your porn addiction. Listen, pornography distorts what healthy romantic sexual connection should look like. I think you know that. As men, when we engage in this behavior of watching pornography, we see things. And I'm, I'm going to be straightforward with you, man. I'm 43 years old and I have a past. I have a toxic past. And in addition to all the drugs and the meth and the needles and the booze and the trips to prison and everything else that went on, there's plenty of pornography in my history. And I, just like you, every time, would feel the shame, the regret, the sense of defeat that I am a slave to my passions and a slave to this monster without control, without restraint, a slave. When you and I watch that stuff and it shows all these different positions and activities and all of this vulgarity and 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 lewdness it distorts the the genuine design for sex to not only procreate the species but that there would be a romantic connection between you and your spouse your significant other a, a, a romantic connection that and it's almost magical man when when you have those moments of uh, of sexual interaction with with your wife or your partner and you know you've connected and it's amazing like you don't want the other stuff you don't want the garbage you know what i mean and you find yourself asking your partner to engage in these activities and listen man women the porn industry has convinced men that women like sex a certain way 
and it, it it couldn't be farther from the truth, guys. And I think we know that. Women are looking for romance and connection. The problem is we begin to ask our wives to do certain things. And if your wife is solid, praise, you know, praise the Lord, my wife is. Um, it's a solid no, you know, because she has dignity and self-worth and self-image. But if your wife struggles with self-worth and self-image and she's a people pleaser and just wants to please you, she will find herself engaging in these behaviors that actually make her feel like shit afterwards, but she did it for you. They make her feel defiled as a woman, but because she loves you and because she wants to support you, she will. And now you're not only abusing yourself, bro, by engaging in this behavior, but now you're abusing someone that you claim to love and care for. Would you want your daughters on that Hollywood screen? Would you want some guy sitting in his truck or laying in his bed at night after drinking a 12 rack of Coors or whatever, watching your daughter be objectified sexually like that? Dare I say no? I hope the answer is no. Why can we not get it ourselves? It's a sad day when every 12-year-old boy in America and across the modern world has access to pornography in his pocket. It's a sad day when every 12-year-old boy in America that has a cell phone in his pocket is now fallen prey to this perverted, impulsive, destructive captivity. What are we doing? How are we moving the needle forward to win in this arena? Do you realize that the neural pathways in your brain that are created when you engage in this behavior and you watch this pornography and engage in these lewd and perverted sexual actions, they actually begin to demand of you more and more. Like it started out here and there, but now it's every day. Now it's multiple times a day. Now the shame and the regret and the remorse and the guilt that you feel can only be alleviated by you engaging in the behavior again to release the dopamine associated with orgasm, with ejaculation, so that you can once again feel shame, regret, and defeat. It's cyclical. It's a cyclical destructive pattern in your life that needs to be destroyed. I've spoken with men that have told me that as a byproduct of their porn addiction, They've noticed not only being in a place where they're just dissatisfied in life, but there is an increased capacity for frustration and agitation. They're on edge. You know what I mean? Angry. Uh, and maybe don't even understand fully like where it's coming from, but in their gut, they know there's an association between their frustration and increasing agitation levels and the addiction of porn that they've subjugated themselves to. I've spoken with people that are professionals in, in, in this arena in the sense of making the connections of how pornography destroys the mind and the life. And the studies show that there is a clear association with sexually perverted 
lewd and immoral behavior, and poverty. Did you know that? It's and I, and I you know I don't have the details you know like uh, I don't have the, the 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 you know the theses in front of me to read the whole thing out for you, but I've heard more than one person say that and share that, and I think that's interesting because there's a lot of guys out there that are making good money, or even making okay money, but their bills are low, and they live paycheck to paycheck, their credit cards are constantly maxed out, they have no revenue, they have no resources. And at the same time, there is a serious addiction to pornography. And maybe that's a word for somebody listening to this today. And I don't know how the dots get connected there. But if you're struggling with poverty, there may be a connection to your pornography issue. Marriages are destroyed through pornography. Because again, men are looking for something to be a certain way and women just aren't. And if you have a strong woman, she's not going to allow herself to be objectified and abused and demoralized because your lewd and perverted sexual passions are asking her to do certain things in your bedroom that she absolutely will not nor ever do because her mama raised her right. And it's going to tax your marriage. It's going to tax the relationship. Sex is going to turn into this thing, bro, where it's just your wife, it's, I call it gratuity sex, where your wife knows you have needs and she just engages in the act with you just to get you off of her back and get you out the door so that she can go on to living her life and raising her kids and managing a home or doing whatever else it is that she does. It'll become something where she just, she um, entertains you just because she knows it's a big deal for you and just to get it over with. But that passion, that intimacy, that connection, that romance that you don't think you want, or maybe you haven't experienced yet, is what she needs and wants. And when your wife gets that, bro, I'm telling you, it will cause her to open up and become fully feminine in a way that will connect back with you in your bedroom in ways that you have maybe yet up to this point experienced. Listen, we don't need to defile everything. Everything in America is getting defiled. Politics are defiled. Money is defiled. Sex is now defiled. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, we can have integrity. We can have a moral compass. We can enjoy life. Yes, we can enjoy life, but we can carry ourselves with some sense of dignity. I mean, yes, my friend, we function biologically quite a bit like the animals. but. You and I both know that we are a higher form of intelligence, a higher form of life. And listen, I'm not going to get all esoteric and religious on you, but I find it interesting that humans are the only creature on the planet that don't necessarily seem to be fit for the planet. If you know what I mean, like a horse two hours out of the womb can get up and run full sprint, you know, half a mile across the meadow right? Whales come out and within minutes, bro, they're swimming and up at the surface breathing and, you know, whatever the case may be. It's like you and I have to be sheltered and held and cared for and like protected and watched over for not just months, but years, right? I think you and I know that we're the addition, right, to the planet. We are created with higher intelligence, with higher purpose, 
with higher dignity. And I think we're losing that dignity as a people. And it's starting to show not only, you know, in the way we carry our, you know, selves as men and the way we handle our money, you know, in our habits, but also in, in the bedroom. And I'd like to see that change. I'd like to see us get back to a place of dignity, right? Morality. You know, maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm just out there on my own. But marriages often are destroyed through this. Because it goes from watching pornography to now the big thing these days is like webcam sex affairs. You know what I mean? And now it's live it's live sexual affairs on your spouse or your significant other with people digitally on a computer or a phone. Because once again, once you get started down this road, what got you off and got you where you needed to be in your dopamine levels and in your satisfaction and fulfillment will not stay that way. You will have to steadily increase the levels of immorality, perversion, lewdness. You know what I'm saying? To get off in a way that maybe six months or, you know, two years ago would have been unthinkable. And now we're placing our neck within the noose and binding the rope about our hands to once again engage in a behavior that's going to bring only heartache, sorrow, and misery. I don't want this for you. You know what I mean? Well, I've no, Nick, I've got it, bro. I've got it under control, man. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? It's just here and there, you know, uh, maybe your wife even knows and she's okay with it. And, you know, every other bullshit excuse that you can give to yourself and to anyone else to justify the need to not begin to the hard work of overcoming this. Listen, if your gut doesn't check you about your porn addiction, then you should have turned this episode off 20 minutes ago. But if your gut is checking you on your porn addiction, then maybe it's time, bro, to saddle up and really begin the hard work of getting out of this. And once you get started, you know, they say the journey of a thousand miles starts with a step. I'm telling you, once you start, it's going to get easier and it's going to get easier. And it may take some serious sacrifice, man. You may have to go get a flip phone. You know what I'm saying? You may have to um, contact Angel Eyes or Covenant Eyes or whatever that website company is that uh, you can sync your phone to their website. And basically, anytime your phone wanders in a direction it shouldn't, somebody on the other end that you've connected to that website, like your wife or maybe a coworker or someone that you know you you respect and trust, Someone that you trust isn't going to put your business out on front street. They'll start getting notifications that you are wandering in a direction you shouldn't be. And hopefully those people can show up and kind of do some triage you or maybe send you some gentle counseling or some reminders that this is not the man that you want to be. You've got to get hungry, bro. You got to get to a place where the pain of staying in this addiction is now far outweighing the pain that you think it will take to get out. You got to begin to build some walls around this thing and hedge it in. If you know what I mean, you need some accountability in your life. And hey, listen, a really important one that works for me. And again, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm armchair coaching, but I mean, there's thousands of people all over the world listening to this and all of us have different circumstances. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have to 
simultaneously be the student and the teacher. You know what I mean? You're going to have to figure out what works for you and set that course into action, but you're also going to have to be the student and obey the course that's been set for you, that you've set for yourself and do the work. Something that works for me is replacement theology, I guess you could say, as it relates to bad habits. I can't just say, all right, man, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to look at porn anymore. I'm not going to do drugs anymore. I'm not going to do whatever you fill in the blank. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever, uh, you know, thorn is in your side right now that you're trying to shake. You got to replace that habit with something else, man. And I, you know, a while back, man, I figured out I needed to, I really needed to set some discipline tactics in my life. One to convince myself that I can do it, that I'm not so far gone that I can't live a disciplined life. So my mornings start the same way virtually every morning. I get up, have some water, make a green smoothie. You know, some people are like, they don't even want to hear about it. But for me, I want to eat some nutrient-dense food because I'm a truck driver. I work in the old fields. I can't guarantee that my next meal is going to be healthy, and I've got to do something. Man, so I throw my kale and my spinach and my avocado and my lemon in this, in this uh, you know, Nutribullet blender. I have my smoothie. Uh, this morning I went out and did 20 minute jog around the neighborhood, like came home, took my, uh, nitrous oxide powder, man, and hit the weights hard. Like I'm trying to replace old, old behaviors and old habits with new ones that are positive and healthy. And as you begin to do that, man, a great way to kick bad habits is to introduce good ones and new ones into your life. It will help you guys. I'm running up against the clock. Last thing I want to leave you with, and some of you won't get this right away, so I'm going to let you think on it for the course of the day, but some of you need to channel that sexual energy into a business or a side hobby or a side hustle. Channel that sexual energy and that sexual frustration and passion into a side hustle that will earn you income. I'm not going to tell you how, I'm not going to tell you the details on how that's done. I want you to figure it out. Listen, that ant didn't want to end that way, but it's over now. I don't want that for you. I expect better things of you. Don't let us down. Don't let yourself down. Gentlemen, thank you. Hey guys, so excited to announce the release of the book, Apex Masculinity. Defeat Self-Sabotage, Reclaim True Manhood. This is the memoir of a life that's been through some tragic and painful stuff, but who learned how to harness that pain and that tragedy to build an empire and a legacy worthy of admiration and respect. And we're still building. The book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and everywhere books are sold. Listen, guys, somebody that you know and love needs this book. Maybe it's you. You've watched them struggle repeatedly. Maybe they're in prison or county jail or maybe in an inpatient rehab center somewhere. Listen, guys, I promise you, this book will not only connect the dots for them on why they're broken and why they self-sabotage, but it will inspire them and create the courage necessary to begin to believe in themselves, stop playing small, begin to evolve, and become the apex individual that they were destined to become. 
Just a short bio description on the book, guys. Topics include the awakening moment, that moment where we realize that the man that we've been up to this point is no longer serving us or the people that we claim to love and care for and how to take the first steps in building an epic life. Number two, building self-awareness muscles, how to properly carry ourselves in a culture where masculinity is under constant assault. Number three, understanding self-limiting belief systems and how to eradicate them once and for all. You picked up self-limitation somewhere in your past. I want to show you where it was, and I want to show you how to move past it. Understanding, number four, self-sabotage, what it is, where it started, and how to stop throwing that hand grenade into your lap over and over again. Number five, understanding the real reasons why some of you use drugs and excessively drink and binge watch pornography. You are trying to medicate a deep-seated pain that, quite honestly, some of you don't even realize is there. Number six, understanding how childhood trauma affects your abilities to succeed in life. Listen, it may not be your fault that you got started broken, but I guarantee you it is now your responsibility to take the necessary steps and actions to make the changes that you're looking for, and it can be done. Number seven, undertaking the necessary steps to rebuild a mired reputation regaining the trust and the respect that you deserve. Some of you guys actually feel like you are past the point of no repair. Some of you feel like you can never come back from the things that you've done and the choices that you've made. Your reputation is so mired that you will always be known as fill in the blank with whatever negative and toxic title that you've earned for yourself. I'm here to tell you today that you can come back that we can all come back from a mired reputation and build something and not only build something epic and amazing and fulfilling, but we can begin to influence people around us and even influence the opinions, not that we care so much, but influence the opinions of the people that quite honestly had given up on us ever becoming something successful. Number eight, understanding leadership and influence. Guys, the world needs you more than you realize. And there is a conspicuous declining absence of solid, dependable, influential masculine leadership in the world. Number nine, building an epic marriage, one that's overflowing with real connection, passion, and intimacy. Guys, you deserve this. You deserve an amazing relationship to a beautiful woman who's just as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside, who you can share and partner your life with, raise a family for, man, someone to come home to at night and be vulnerable with and have moments of transparency where, man, quite honestly, man, you can do everything from maybe lose your temper to break down and cry because the stress and the pain that you deal with on occasion is overwhelming. And you need someone that you can trust and be vulnerable with and have that passion, connection, and intimacy with this. I want to see you get there. Number 10, building a parenting strategy that will develop and launch your children towards a greater success in life. Listen, don't just let the chips fall where they may and let them figure it out on their own. You can harness, listen, talents and attributes and characteristics in your children that you see 
developing in them as they begin to progress through their youth and adolescence. And you can help inspire your kids through positive affirmation, through creating little challenges for them to overcome and succeed at so they can begin to build a growing track record of success in their own mind that tells them they are capable of doing anything they put their mind to. And if you have a proactive parenting strategy, you can create these moments for them and help launch them into a greater success when they hit their adult life. Number 11, understanding triggers for relapse and impulsive decision-making and how to mitigate them. Listen, all of us have triggers, okay? All of us have those moments where we're more susceptible to fall in weakened moments, okay? What this book does is it will help you discover what your triggers for relapse and toxic choices are and help you create a blueprint plan to mitigate those triggers so that you can avoid those toxic decisions that keep you stuck in a place of regret and unsuccessfulness. Number 12 how to build a living legacy that's worthy of respect and admiration. Listen, you and I every day are building a legacy. Whether we're making positive steps or negative steps, we are building a reputation and a legacy. And guys, even when we're doing nothing, we are quietly building a legacy. I want to see you build something that will outlive you. I want to see you build something that will impact the world around you, whether it's just your family or a community or even the world, I want to see you build something that will transform lives and leave this world better off than how it was found. I want to see the world left in a better place than it was the day you showed up here. Does that make sense? We need to build a legacy. Number 13, understanding the neural pathways of the brain and how they connect to the ether around us. Listen, I'm not going to get, the, the book isn't all esoteric and pop modern psychology weird. It's, it's, it's actual science on how the neural pathways of the brain, if they are filled with positive, affirming, courageous, self-belief, uh, limitless, you know, like the good stuff that you see the successful people in life have. When your brain is filled with neural pathways that are positive and full of faith and courage, Listen, man, opportunities that normally would not have ever passed your way will all of a sudden pass your way. Listen, and whether it's God or whether it's the universe or whether it's the ether around you or whatever power you want to put behind this, guys, when your mind is solid and positive and courageous, opportunities will come your way to raise you and your family up out from where you are to a better life, to a better purpose, to a better financial standing, right? It's a reality. Number 14, understanding the law of attraction and how to use gratitude and courage to create limitless opportunities for success. Guys, this is just a brief description. There is so much more in the book and I want to see you get it. Most importantly, I want to see you give it to someone else that desperately needs a wake-up call. The ebook version is like dirt cheap in, compar in comparison to paperback. So yeah, it's out there. Once again, guys, thanks for taking the time to listen. Feel free to post these podcasts all over social media. Man, you can put them up on your wall, put them on your Facebook page. You know, you can just copy the link and text them to people that you know so they can listen to them on their way to work and whatnot. Let no stone in the digital world be 
left unturned as far as getting good content and good material out to men that are trying to make a difference. Guys, I love you. Sleep well at night. Until next time. Oh, 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 oh,